The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Good morning. It is January 18th, Monday. Cloudy skies here in Lake Orion. OA Now podcast coming at you with another episode. Uh, Ian Locke here in the studio once again. Sammy calling in. Sam. What's up? How is everybody here? Uh, doing okay. Uh, I, I, I like the uh, sunshine we had for uh, like a brief uh, moment over the weekend. Um, I'm not digging on yeah. the gray. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's winter here in Michigan. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's, I believe we're talking state finals for football. You know uh, I mean? Yeah, it only took uh, how many months? <laughs> it only took about at least, uh, I believe, five months. Yeah, uh, it feels like it, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it does. But but it's here. Uh, it's finally it here. The games are done. We have some champions crowned over the weekend. Uh, the uh, fall sp- this week. We had semifinals. Oh wait, never mind. What we have other score, other sports that took place. I know you're football you're right. minded, football centric, but there's other sports taking place. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm off ride. laughs> and uh, you know, and we thought by now, um, you know, obviously we're going to go over the recap of what happened um, in the semifinals of the state football tournament. Who's alive in the OAA? Who went mm-hmm. home? And uh, sharing the results of some other uh, uh, state finals where OA teams were taking part, right? And mm-hmm. and sharing some updates on the uh, schedule for the winter sports, yeah. which has just been kicked in the teeth once again, um, schedule-wise. So, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. we got a full slate of stuff to talk about, Sam. So, obviously, the, the, big, the big story was the semifinals in the football over the weekend, uh, and boy, what some we had some crazy games. We had a ton of them. I mean, like my goodness. I mean, I do. The big one for me was that West Bloomfield Belleville game on the Fox Sports Detroit. I mean, like that was just insane. I mean, like <laughs> you know, when you look at how that game went, unfolded, what was leading up to the game. Of course, um, of course, the um, comments from. Bell, from Belleville quarterback Christian Jureed, um that that um, that motivated West Bloomfield, of course, losing twice to him, um, you know, on the decision makings and all that that Belleville made in that game. Um, but it, that was a crazy game down there. I mean, like um, 35-34 uh, final there. It became it was a classic, but it became a tense drama. Yeah. Um, Double overtime. You know, yeah. Both defenses started off very good in the first half. Got an interception. Um, both sides got an interception. Um, they got a couple turnovers. I mean, they got another turnover. Belleville's defense held on, held on strong early. They stopped down when I was on a fourth down. I thought that was the right decision to go for it on fourth down that Ron Bellamy made. Um, you know, but Belleville's defense, we know they're very, very good. They got a very good defensive lineman in Alabama commit, Justin Payne. Um, um, they got, they, uh, and then they got others as well. But, you know, that, I mean, that Belleville drive against West Bluefield early on um, was going to set the tone early that both defenses came to play. Um, that you weren't going to expect a 40, uh, 40, 45 point <laughs> game where both these teams were averaging coming in this game. Um, but West Bloomfield struck first. I mean, Donovan Edwards, um, he had an 84-yard touchdown run called back due to a holding call. A few plays later, Edwards busted out a 55-yard rushing touchdown off the Wildcat formation for a 7-0 in lead. Yeah. So we talked about Donovan Edwards. I mean, like, um, he started off early for that 7-0 in lead. Um, and that would be the score hang in the half. Um, third quarter was all Belleville. Um they came out firing on all cylinders. Um, Cameron Jones um, scored on a 13-yard touchdown run um, behind the play of, um, you know, and it, everything started off with Dew Reed's passing ability. We know about Dew Reed. He throws he, a really nice football. He does. I uh, mean, like accurate and and tight. I mean, it's a nice ball, and uh, you know. Didn't he say he, is he have his college prospects? I, we we never really mentioned uh, his prospects. I know with him. I know with him. Um, he wasn't really offered. I mean, he wasn't offered a scholarship. I mean, like I know there were a couple. Um, 
couple of schools have recently offered Drew Reed, but I know early on in the recruiting process with him, um, he really wasn't offered um, a lot of because I think a lot of it you got to look obviously the size. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like I think that was the reason why he wasn't offered. Yeah. A lot of scholarships. I know yeah, he's he's not now. the tallest uh, under center, but he's got a really nice arm and. We saw that in overtime, and we saw it during the uh, regulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Cameron Jones, I thought, played a really good game for Belleville. He had two um, – he had three rushing touchdowns. I know he, he had a second touchdown from 65 yards out, but the PAT was blocked. We're going to talk about that in a, couple, in a <laughs> the minute. The kicking here. game. Yeah, the kick – we're going to talk about that kick game in a minute. But um, I thought Cameron Jones had a really good game um, rushing the ball for um, – for Belleville, um, I thought, I thought that um, you know everybody knew about Belleville's prolific passing attack, but they have a good ground game as well with Cameron Jones. I mean, like he he's had a beast. A, yeah, he's, yeah, he is I a mean, load. He's one of those t- the power back, you know, um, hard to get down, heck of a push, and the lean he's got is just incredible. But you know what? When we started the fourth quarter. That's when the tense drama came. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You know, I've been really high on Samaj Morgan of West Bluefield. I've been really – people ask me about, you know, besides Edwards, you know, I said Alex Short was going to be the X factor in this game. Uh, but I've been really impressed with Samaj Morgan. I mean, I think that he, um, you know, he's only a sophomore, sophomore wide receiver. Um, he actually caught a pass from Short backwards, and he threw it back to Short for a 42-yard passing touchdown. It gave West Bloomfield the 14-13 lead. And I know um, Edwards and Dylan Tatum both got hurt for for a little bit. You know, they were cramping up, both of them, but they got back in there. So they relied on Alex Short's um, athletic ability along with Samaj Morgan, you know, when they got that, when they relied on that. Um, and that was a huge play for West Bloomfield. That's a huge call, Sam. I mean, in that situation, it's a gutsy call, huge call. Gutsy call. I mean, I mean, like, that was a gutsy call for them, um, but it worked well. It worked well for West Bloomfield, and they gave the 14-13 lead at that time. Yeah. Um, and then Belleville answered with a 34-yard touchdown pass from Dewey to Jeremiah Call off a slant pass. I noticed something, though, and they had a two-point conversion for a 20-14 lead, but I also noticed in that game West Bloomfield had a lot of trouble guarding the slant pass. I mean, Belleville really took advantage of – the slant plays West Bloomfield gave them and it hurt West Bloomfield. You know what I mean? I yeah. was really surprised that that slant was wide open most of the game. You yeah, know, it's, it's one of those try to keep it in front of you, right? I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. college teams have difficulty with slant passes, especially if you have the personnel who can get off the line quick and make mm-hmm. that move and that have solid hands. And then mm-hmm. you're, it's basically, you know, uh, Yards after the catch, what make a play? Can you make a move after you catch it on that quick? And it also helps; it eases in the quarterback into the play, right? So you're not right. You're not asking him to pl- throw these difficult um, fade passes or downfield passes. It's it's in front of you. It's right there, and it right. gets a rhythm going for your offense. But mm-hmm. it, it can wreak havoc on a defense if they can't if they're not staying close off the line with those who are uh, you know running those slant routes. Right, and, and that's right, and that's uh, and that and I think that was a problem for West Bloomfield all game long. Um, now, um, Edwards did respond for West Bloomfield two and a half minutes ago in the game. They scored from twenty six yards out. He scored from twenty six yards out, tying it up at twenty one twenty one. And then Belva would just drive down the field, um, aided by a pass interference call. Um, and then um, Belleville would attempt a thirty eight yard field goal to try to win the game with eleven seconds left. Um, which is very un Belleville like and undermine <laughs> Crowell like because normally Crowell likes to likes to go all offense, all air it out. Um, but I I gotta give Bellamy a lot of credit here. He iced the kicker by using all three of his timeouts. Um, but also on the on that next play, you know, and earlier in the game, West Bloomfield blocked the PAT attempt, so why would you go for a 38 yard field goal with one seconds left to go in the game, knowing that, knowing that you got blocked? Um, you know, why would you do that? Uh, to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, just like other 
just like the uh, trick play West Bloomfield ran. The coach had faith mm-hmm. in his kids to execute. Same on the mm-hmm. Belleville, Belleville side of things. You know, the coach had faith that they were going to execute, and it just it, it didn't work out for them on that 38-yard try. But you're right when it comes to if, if they're already getting a push on you uh, for a PAT, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to get a push on you for this 38-yard field goal. And uh, we saw, I saw some extra points kick, you know, the one kicked in, uh, in overtime, and it, it didn't look uh, all that solid. You know, so a 38-yarder for them, assuming it was the same kicker. I'm it was, ass- yeah. It was. You know, so uh, it it would have been a stretch anyway for 38-yarder to go in because even the PAT in overtime was looking a bit uh, struggled to get in. Well, but- considering that with Lovell's side of things, with Crowell's side of things, you have a quarterback, you have to state some best passer. Best passer. Yeah. And then, you know, why not give him a chance to at least win the game? And I that, mean, and that was fourth and what? I think it was fourth and 12, fourth okay. and 12. Um, but West Bloom ended up blocking the kick, um, which went into overtime. Belva got the ball first. They scored on a, uh, they scored um, with Jones scoring on his third touchdown. Yeah. And that was uh, a, that was a tough run too. Yes. Very tough run. Um, and then Edwards answered back, going from five yards out, yeah. trying to score at 28. And, the, I mean, and like, on that one, dude, uh, it showed his athleticism right there because mm-hmm. um, the movie made on the left side on the defender, he, he basically just left him standing there. Yeah, and, that, and you know, and Edwards has been doing this all year long. I mean, like, and then, of course, short connected with Maxwell Harrison from five yards out in the second overtime. To give him a 38 to um 35 28 lead, um of course Harrison we know about we know he's a Kentucky commit going to play on the other side of the ball on defense and secondary, um so that was a huge play for West Bloomfield and then but Belleville answered I mean one answered. play that that pass was beautiful. Do read the Darrell Johnson. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was a really that was a beautiful perfect pass, pass I mean, in the right uh, back end of the end zone. Just lobbed it right over the defender's head, and it was easy. They made it look and, easy. <laughs> and then, of course, I thought to myself, okay, I was going to watch the game. So I'm saying, okay, Belleville. I said, okay, it's going to be 35, 35. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but Belleville coach Crow decides to go for two for the win. Yes. Uh, with two point conversion. Um, so West Bloomfield called timeout, um, you know, but on that play, I thought West Bloomfield's defense, they held strong. I mean, like they forced pressure, um, and they got to do read and made do read throw a really difficult ball. But what what happened, let's back that up just slightly, Mm -hmm. is the timeout was called, but also Belleville did not look like they had the right play in the proper formation. No, I so, didn't think so, they did. So when they ran out there for the play, it it looked it didn't look like they were on the same page with the quarterback mm-hmm. kind of motioning to his players, going, "Uh, something's not right, right?" Yeah, and so. you you know, West Bloomfield will call you know call timeout or whatever just to get a look at what they're going to present, mm-hmm. and then change their defense accordingly. But even when West Bloom or uh, uh, Belleville went back out after the timeout. They still looked like they were a little discombobulated of where they're yeah. supposed to be, and even the guys uh, who are the Fox Sports announcers, uh, Shep yeah. and um, Shepard and Devin Gardner. Dar- yeah. Devin Gardner and Devin Gardner called it. He goes, "Don't ki- don't run this play." He goes, "Kick it," because he said so- there it, something didn't look right. And yeah, something, yeah. And I think that's the thing. I mean, like when you look at, and I think, and I think we got to talk about. Coaching, you know, obviously we got to talk about Crowell's two decisions. Of course, um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, but Crowell, um, but they decided to go for the win, the two point conversion. Yeah, you're right. I mean, did something did not go right? Uh, West Bloomfield ended up holding strong, and they ended they, up celebrating. They knew what the play was. Yeah, they knew what the, it was. Everybody was covered, and they had uh, either a back or a defensive back uh, break through the line and busted that play immediately. Yep. They said the play that they were running, at least the guys on Fox Sports, the announcers were saying that it's one, it's like a bread and butter play for them. And right. as soon as you identified that they were going to go, I think it was the running back, they were keying out of the backfield. Right. 
that as soon as you they threw two guys on him, he's covered. Now what? There was no outlet. Yeah, there was no outlet. And they so. still, I mean, it was still close uh, on the throw. Uh, he got yeah, a, it. Was, it it just it just fell incomplete, and that's that's the ball game. Yeah, so now you got to look at a course. Now West Bloom is heading back to the Division One State Finals for the first time since 2017. We know about that Clarkston. Um, Three to two. Clarkson's fiasco. <laughs> yep. And then, um, so Bob, I want to get back to Belleville. Here. Yes. The two, the two, the two plays that really are 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 screaming at me right now. The two plays. Um, the uh, the 38 yard field goal attempt to win the game. Um, knowing that you had a PAT attempt blocked. Um, knowing that, you know, and then. The other one was that play in overtime to go for two. If you decide to kick the PAT and keep going, keep playing triple overtime, this might be a different outcome. <laughs> it, it, it may have been. And at once, like I mentioned before, when we saw this kind of confusion on uh, the personnel of where they're supposed to be two mm-hmm. times, yeah, and, and I believe there was still a timeout remaining. They could have called timeout and they could have thrown the kicker out there. And um, I guess it's the it's the the mindset of, uh, you know, Belleville's coach to say, hey, um, I trust my offense more than my defense. Is, well, is that kind of where got you a very good defense? So, well, I know got a very good defense. <laughs> I know. I'm just try- I'm like you. I'm trying to figure this thing out. And um, as we're watching, we're going kick it, kick it. If you kick it, you tie the game. You're still playing. Yeah, you're still right, you're playing. still playing, but I I understand. It's like if you want to go take it, and yeah, but if you want to go take it, it was but a, you're putting a big risk on you on you if you don't make it. Yeah, it's it's like it's almost like if you kick it, you get two more opportunities to win. Mm-hmm. Right, so one is on defense, and then you'll get right. the ball back. Right. So it, I don't know. I'm not a coach. Thank God. I thought. I thought <laughs> but I, I, I you know, know that's a tough that's a tough call, but um. You know, leave it in the hands of your guys to say we want to go for it, and you trust that. Hey, this is this is your team, your time. Go make it happen. I, I thought what helped West Bluefield in the, in, the, in this game was that they played in overtime before. Mm-hmm. I remember um, the 2019 game, score overtime classic against Lake Orion. Yeah, um, that was and crazy. Then this game. year's game, and then this year's game when they lost in overtime to Clarkston, uh, that was the reason why West Bluefield went down to Belleville. This season was that triple over uh, that overtime loss to um Clarkston, so they had experience. You know they've experienced both sides winning and losing. I don't think Belleville had experienced overtime games. You know they, I mean they've been they were blowing people out like crazy. Yeah. Um, sixty nine, sixty eight scores and all that. Yeah. Um, but I just think when you look at, I gotta give Coach Ron Bellamy credit here. He made the right moves this week. He got his kids motivated. Um, he, I, th- I, I view Ron Bellamy as an alchemist. You know what I mean? He <laughs> finds, I mean, like, one thing you don't do with a player is is put things to motivate your opponent out there. Yeah. Christian Jury did that. And, and that motivation came, and that, motiv- and that motivated West Bloomfield, who was already incensed after losing the last two years to Belleville. Um, and that got him motivated. So when you look at the celebration after the game, you yeah. know what I mean? It kind of, it kind of felt, I'm not being mean here, but it kind of felt like, you know, like the monkey was off their back. So it, it, it's what it was. The monkey was off their back after losing two years to Belleville. I mean, you know, that would be, yeah. you know. So. Well, it, it's, it. we've seen it with uh, teams over the years uh, on the college pro and high school level that you have, that uh, you know the opponent that you meet up against every once in a while, and mm-hmm. sometimes you just can't beat them. You just you just oh. you fall. It's close, or you get you know you just can't do it. And when you mm-hmm. finally break through, boy, this gives them a lot of confidence going into next Saturday, don't you think? I mean, Belleville yeah, is no Belleville is no slouch, and to finally get through, and uh, you're on to Ford Field. That's got to give them yeah, some confidence. Yeah, the opponent you're playing is the defending Division One state champions in Davison. 
True. You know, but still, it doesn't mean you a- can't have confidence going into the game. You're confident oh, sure. in each other and in the scheme and everything else. You're ready to go. Oh, sure. I mean, like, I get it. You know what I mean? You got a ton of confidence. West, they're riding a lot of confidence. You know, let's not forget West Bloomfield's defense was also a pretty good defense as well. I mean, like, yes. you know, that, um, you know, the 34 points they gave up was to a very good Belleville team. So, that's yeah, and, be a very I, it's, interesting and game. it's still an overtime situation, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, look at the uh, uh, in regulation what they did in regulation. I, I'm not a big fan of overtime. I don't mind it, but to say it, I, we've never talked about this. We should talk about oh, my, my feelings on overtime is, mm-hmm. to, you know, you start them at the 10 yard line or whatever it was uh, for high school. I think it's 25. Is it for college? Yeah, college is 25 high school. It's 10. Yeah. And you, you know, you're counting these as touchdowns and touchdowns. I'm like, you should just count it as one, you know, because it, it bothers me because you didn't go the length of the field and you're spotting them yards. I don't know. That that's just me. That's a tangent. But would you uh, go? Would you go the NFL route? Maybe you know what I mean. When yes, play to... football. Play the game. Every okay. you, you you at least get, you know, each team at least gets the ball and you play football. You don't spot them. You know, at the ten, and you go from there. I know it. It can speed up the game to get mm-hmm. you know to to conclude the game in overtime. But I think if you play the game, you put a time on the clock and you go, let's, I'd rather have that all day long. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, I know? mean, but, but these are the rules that we have, and uh, this is the outcome that uh, came out of those rules, and West Bloomfield's uh, rolling into Ford Field. They're heading to Ford Field. Um, another team we got to talk about was Oak Park. Um, they, yeah, the, the magic they, season comes to an end, or the magic they, postseason, I should say. You know, they played their game at the um, new St. Baptist Field at, at De La Salle Collegiate on Saturday afternoon. They needed to get a waiver approved by the Warren City Council to play that game. Um, and this game was really tight, interesting. Um, Oak Park got out to a, just a horrendous start. Um, um, they gave up a, um, a safety in the first quarter. They gave a safety. Um, and then... Um, and then, and then they gave a late touchdown um, by um, Brent Stanley, making the score ten nothing. So Old Park's already down ten nothing to yeah. start. Um, you know, nothing was going their way. And then um, Glenny Cross took back a thirty-three yard um, punt return for a touchdown that made it ten to six. And Oak Park also would get a um, would block a field goal attempt late in the first half to keep the score at 10 to six. So, you know, so you're thinking here, Oak Park's in a fight, but they had another miserable start, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And you can't let, you can't let Brent Stanley go off and they let him go off. You can't do that. And the third quarter, um, Warren DSL had to all start off. Um, Brady um, throws back. Connected to wide receiver Alton McCullum, um, made this from I believe 33 yards out, making the score at 17-6. Warren D. Sal. Oak Park responded um, behind James Burnley um, with his arms and legs, um, which led to a, a nine-yard score by Davion Prim. Try failed, made it 17-12. Warren D. Sal, um, and then Cross on the defensive side of the football, he played in the secondary. He picked up draws gap, took the ball to the 33 yard line. Burnley connect Burnley played well with arms and legs. He scored from five yards out, added a two point conversion. Oak Park took the 2017 lead with six minutes to go in the game. Dio Sound would drive down the field behind Stanley, got a 22 yard field goal, which banged out the upright in, <laughs> tying the score with 123 to go in the game. And then Oak Park had a chance to win it, but was picked off by um, Deontay Danley to force overtime. Oak Park started off with the football, but Prim fumbled the ball inside the 10, covered by Jalen Conklin, Warren DeSalle, and then Stanley off the Wildcats scored the winning touchdown for three yards out, earning their third straight win over Oak Park, 26-20. to So Tight game, man. Um, but you got it. it. Was- you got to give it to Oak Park. Uh, we we knew they had to fight in them. Obviously, you don't get to the semis if you don't have fight in you. Coming off of a zero wins in the regular season, 
We've talked about it at uh, at length here on OA now about uh, you know their run through the playoffs and to see that fight in them to come back, uh, take the lead, mm-hmm. and that you know that they can't hang their heads. It's, no, it's one of those man. It, if we we saw te- we've seen teams in the past who are fighters and come through, but I have never seen anything like this Oak Park team. Well, yeah, especially with what um how that game went down. I mean, like it was it was stunning how that game absolutely just went down. I mean, you know, but I was surprised that they couldn't stop Brent Stanley. I mean, I was really surprised that they couldn't stop him, and um he he had a big game against them. You know, I thought you know Oak Park, especially with um their defense with with them being whole. I mean, I thought that they would um. You know, I, I got to give Dio Sal a lot of credit here. I mean, they were coming off a two and four season. Um, they had, of course, we know about the hazing scandal yeah. over there. Um, all the changes they had to go through. Um, so it was really two teams playing. Um, it was really two teams playing, you know, with nothing to lose. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up about only two wins in the regular season for uh, mm-hmm. De La Salle because. I completely forgot about that. And so you have another underdog. You got two underdogs going at it mm-hmm. and fighting it out. And it was a, man, it was a fight. And, yeah, it was. you know, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the fumble in overtime by Oak Park to turn it over. And that kind of sealed their fate. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, mis- you know, little mistakes when you get to this point of the season, when you're in the semifinals going for a state title. You know, you, you just can't have those. Um, no, I said this last week. You know, I said this last week when we talked about Oak Park against De La Salle. I said for Oak Park to win, they cannot, they have to play mistake-free football. Yeah. Did they play mistake-free football against De La Salle? Absolutely not. I mean, then it showed. I mean, but, you know, now this opens up, Oak, both these two teams now open up another debate, which is, <laughs> Do you, I mean, like with this poor man, do you think everybody should make the, get playoffs. Into the playoffs? That's another debate. You know what I mean? And I think you know, it's a really interesting debate at the MHA is going to have to discuss probably at their, um, committee, at their um, representative council meetings. And yeah. that is going to be, is this format, I think, has been very successful. You I know think, what I mean? absolutely. I'm in. One hundred percent agreement with you on that. The uh, mm-hmm. it was fun to watch. There were teams that were surprises, right? Mm-hmm. Teams. I mean, Oak Park is just one. Uh, De La Salle's another. You know, and uh, the excitement for the players to go. You know, we actually have a chance, mm-hmm. right? So, and, t- and and especially the games at the end of the season. Let's say your, you know, your your regular season isn't going all that great, but you still play hard because. Right. The, the last game of the season is the first round of the playoffs. Right. You know, right? I think, you know, that makes some, um, it's very interesting, you know, how the MHA is going to do with this um, format in 2021. Are they going to keep this format? Are they going to go oh, back? I, hope so. I mean, like, th- there's a lot of questions surrounding that one. So. I hope so. If they're looking for entertainment value and interest, um, from from the casual observer, you know people, you know people in your hometowns or whatever, going, you're in mm-hmm. the playoffs. All right, you're gonna you're gonna get people tuned in, and if it's a, I'm not gonna say that you know the MHSA is not all about uh, the almighty dollar, but having these, uh, you know, the streaming services where you pay the monthly fees and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it, it it fits into hey, it, it's a revenue stream for them. You're gonna get more right. people signing on. And uh, for the fans, your your hometown team is is got a shot, or at least right. gets to play a playoff game. And if you win one, hey, why not? Maybe you can be the next Oak Park or De La Salle. Yeah, I mean, like that's yeah, I mean, like, um, well, both these teams have really made incredible playoff runs, especially on Oak Park side. Yeah, um, just how they've been through it. I mean, like, you know, knocking off Growth Point South, then beating them. EOD Jesuit, then knocking off Wyandotte, and then knocking off Livonia Churchill. Yeah. I mean, like, Oak Park, you know, they had a great run. They had a really, really great run, you know, like, um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I thought Oak Park had a great chance to win this game. 
and they took a 2017 lead with six minutes to go in the game. Um, and then one deal saw behind the play, Stanley got a 22-yard field goal, which banged up the upright. <laughs> now, I wonder if that play was no good, if that play would have been no good, that Oak Park, we're talking Oak Park in the state final, yeah. taking on Muskegon Motor Shore. So, yes. You know, so. Um, but that's but that's the beauty of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many variables, so many little things that can swing a game one way or the other from, you know, the agony of defeat to the joy of victory. And one was the, the width of an upright and the angle <laughs> which the football hit it and it just reflected in or deflected mm-hmm. in for three. And, you know, I wonder if that, you know, if that, that field goal kind of got in the head of the Oak Park players because uh, what happened next? Well, remember and, Oak Park had a chance to win, and then they and then Burnley threw a um, that's a 50, true fifty ball, that's a 50, true. fifty ball that was picked off. Um, I was going to, I believe, it was Kai Thompson, the wide receiver. Um, I was a little disappointed in his effort. Um, on the um touchdown they gave up. Um, to seal for Warren De La Salle, mm. Um, off the Wildcat formation, but um, but I but um I I think at the end of the day here, you know what I mean, like um. You know, you got to give Warren D. LaSalle a lot of credit. You got to give them their coach, Don Rob, a lot of credit. Yeah. Um, you know, but on Oak Park's case, I mean, like, you know, I was going to be honest with you. Oak Park, you know, they had to play a mistake-free game. They didn't, and that's what cost them. Yeah. And and the big so. mistake in overtime. And But you have to say the defense uh, caused the fumble, right? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. just like Oak Park went out and dropped it on the turf. So right. yeah, with the ball. I but, mean, but like, what a game, you know, uh, to come back from 10 down. Um, and we saw other uh, games uh, Oak Park played throughout the playoffs that were tight, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they had to battle. These weren't blowout wins they were experiencing they, to they get to where to they battle. were. Every, they everything battle. was a fight. Mm-hmm. Everything was a fight. Ended up being a great game. Ended up being a great battle. Um, now let's go from football. I want to talk volleyball. I want to come back to football in a little bit. Yeah. Maybe the West Bloomfield Davison State Final. Um, I want to talk about um, volleyball a little bit here. Yeah, Clarkston, absolutely. Um, Clarkston really, um, they got in the state semifinals for the first time since 2011. Um, end up going to five games with Birmingham Marion. Um, but it wasn't meant to be. Of course, Clarkston fell in five in the semifinals. Um, 22-25, 25-18. 11-25, 25-21, 11 favor Birmingham Marion. Oh, wow. um, the Mustangs ended up winning the state championship um, by knocking off Lowell in three games. Now, Birmingham Marion was playing with a heavy heart. Um, their athletic director, Dave Feldman, he passed away from um, COVID-19 on Thursday. Oh, no. Um, they, yep, and they were playing with heavy hearts in the um, semifinals and the state finals. So... I knew Clarkson had a lot against them. Um, knowing you're playing against a team that has a heavy heart, but you know, but when you look at that game, um, recap and Clinton with you had 22 kills, 18 digs. Paige Gingbrock had 13 kills, 18 digs. Skylar Judas had 23 digs. Um, Shea Borderline had 35 assists. Sydney Hatsaprats had nine kills and six blocks for Clarkson. Wow. Um, it was, a, I thought for me, I thought Clarkson played much better in the semifinal than they did in the quarterfinal against Grand Blake, where they won that one four games. I was really disappointed with Clarkson's play in the quarterfinals. Um, do you think that had to do with the uh, the layoff? Um, yes, because we I talked about think... it. You know, the timing. Volleyball is all about timing and rhythm, mm-hmm. and it takes some time to get that back and to go cold into uh, the quarters. You know. Yeah, that's that's got to be difficult. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I do think the layoff had something to do with it, but I also thought Grand Blank played a good game plan. I really thought in that matchup with Clarkston, I mean, Clarkson looked out of sync. They really, and then until that third, until, until that third set, you know, they started taking over um, and basically got um, – they took over that game, and then in the fourth set, they looked um, like they were the better team, um, and they just out—they just um, outwore Grand Blank with their depth. I mean, like, and then 
in the game against Birmingham Mary. And of course, um, you know, it ended up being a classic matchup between those two teams. But um, but that third set was a perfect example for Clarkson. They played absolutely flawless. They played perfect in that third set. Now, I thought if they could have maintained it, you know, then if they would have maintained it, then Clarkson um, would have been in the state final, but they did not maintain it, and um, they followed the Birmingham Marion. Yeah. So, and Marion's no slouch. I mean, that – No. I mean – I know Maya, I know the, Maya Cook very well, the yeah. head coach. And, um, you know, and let's not forget, that team does not have a senior on that squad. Which, Whoa. On Marion? <laughs> on Marion. They got everybody coming back next year, which wow. makes it very – that that much more interesting next year. I mean, like, and then you look at Clarkson, they're gonna lose four very good players. Um, they lose, of course, Nowicki, they lose Hassan Fratz, um, they lose Borderline. Um, I mean, but they do have Giddy Brock coming back and Judas coming back. I mean, like that'll help Coach Kelly Pinner. And you know um, the program's deep. They got them. They got them lined up. What you know at the factory, waiting to get in. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at volleyball. When you look at volleyball prowess, um, you know, right now the powers right now is Clarkston and Lake Orion. Both yeah. those two teams. I mean, like they both have got um, you know, they've got volleyball factories built right now. When yeah. you look at it, um. But when you look at, of course, um, Birmingham Marion's path, they knocked off Farmingdale Mercy in the regional final before the pause hit. Um, they, um, you know, so basically with with Birmingham Marion, I mean, like, you know, we're playing with heavy hearts without their athletic director. Um, you know, they, they, I thought, you know, they they use that emotion, you know, to win to win to win the state title. You know, they. Blew out Lowell in three games. I mean, I couldn't believe that. I mean, Lowell had a yeah. very good player, and Jenna Ratesma. I mean, like, I mean, like, I just couldn't believe that. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> hey, so when some teams get on a mission, you know, like you said, if they they sometimes they can just raise to another level, and um, there's no explaining it. You know, they just click. They, obviously, they had motivation because of uh, the loss. And mm-hmm. uh, execution. I mean, they were obviously hyper focused to take out Lowell like that. That see, that's surprising to me as well. Because mm-hmm. Lowell, I mean, you know, they're. I mean, the names in this in these quarterfinals were kind of a, mm-hmm. a who's who, wouldn't you say? Right, right. And uh, it just, uh, you know, for Marion, we saw that they won. It's like, well, if Clarkson's going to go down to the state champ and took them to the to the limit. You know, that's for, that they, they can't hang their heads. Right. But for Clarkson, this is their first trip since 2011 um, when they felt like going in four sets. So, really? Yeah, it was their first trip um, back to Battle Creek. Um, so, for the Wolves and Kelly Penner, you know, they, they had a good year. I mean, they had a really good year. Um, you know, they do got a lot coming back. This team will be back. I mean, like, obviously, no one coached Kelly Penner. Like I know her very well. I mean, they will be back. I mean, bottom yeah. line, you know, you can't keep a good team down for long. I mean, like, you know, but now, um, but now when you look at it now, I mean, like, the new team to beat right now in the in Division One <laughs> right now is Birmingham Marion. Yeah, that I mean, fu- the future for Marion is super crazy. You know, uh, it it I don't know the last time we've seen a repeat volleyball champion. You know, there's um, so many good teams, and you just Blink your eye once, and the good the teams will zip Marion. right by yeah, it. I, I do remember that last team, and it was the um, Birmingham Marion um, back in 2010, 2011. Because I remember when I did when I announced when I did when I did volleyball, I announced as the um, when I announced that that regional fi- semifinal game with Lake Orion and Birmingham Marion. Um, I remember I lost my voice that night. <laughs> um, when um, I wonder I why you weren't screaming, were you, Sam? Uh, well, you know, when you look at the, when you look at the upset, you know what I mean? When that occurred and I know Ira Gardner, former coach at Birmingham Marion very well. Um, I remember when I said, you know, like I call him the two time defending Michigan high school Athletic association state champion, you know, that, that usually, that usually, you know what I mean? Like you got to respect what Birmingham Marion's done as a program. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They were the last time they, they were the last team 
to repeat as back-to-back state champions. So, so, and I know that program had been on some um, tough times a little bit, but they're right, they're right back at the volleyball queen of the mountain right now. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, and right now they're the team to beat. You know, yeah, they're the team. They're the team to beat. Yeah, they're the team to beat, and um, we finally closed the book. Uh, you said you had some uh, other good news about an OAA squad that took home a state title over the weekend. Yes. We also had girls swimming, correct? Yes, we had swimming. Of course, Seaholm um, ended up taking home a state championship over at Grand Rapids Northview on Saturday afternoon with the 309 score. Um, Seaholm edged out wow. Rochester Adams, oh. who took second with 263. Other OA schools in Farmington took fourth at 137. Groves was sixth at 130. Stony Creek was 17th with 48.5. Royal Oak was 20th with 23 points. North Farmington was 21st with 20 points. And um, Berkeley was 32nd with six points. That now, was all in Division Two. Now, um, uh, uh, I have to chime in here a little bit because mm-hmm. you know my background was swimming, right? Mm-hmm. And... They scored over 300 to take the yeah, title. Yeah, 300, 309. I'm not sure if our listeners understand what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to score that many points, and for, uh, was it Adams, was in the 200s? Adams was 263. For Adams to score 263, for those two OA squads to score 500-plus points in a state final, that is um, domination and depth at levels that you don't usually see. Mm-hmm. If you're a state title winner and you hit maybe 200, you're doing great. But to, to eclipse that in a 300 plus is insane. I know. And Seahome won the 400 freestyle relay. Adams was second. Farmington was sixth. Seahome also won the 200 freestyle relay mm. where Adams took fifth and Groves rounded out with six in, um, in that event. So, yeah, those are all state performances. Mm-hmm. And Adams ended up taking a 200 medley relay. Seahome was right behind him in second. And Farmington was sixth round up that top 10. So wow. that tells you how dominant the OAA was at Grand Rapids Northview. Um, the, in the Division One state final that took place at Hudsonville, yeah. um, no OAA school was placed in the top 15. Blue Bay Hills was the best um, of the OAA schools to finish 17th with 28 points. Troy took 21st with 21 points. Oxford was 23rd with 20 points. Lake Orion 24th with 18 points. West Bloomfield took 26th with 16 points. Clarkson took 29th with 8 points. Ah. So, man. Yeah, I mean, like, it really wasn't, you know, the only day at Hudsonville as much as it was at um, Northfield um, on that Saturday afternoon. Of course, Lake Orion hosted Division Three. Yes. But um, there was no OA teams there. Yeah, you know. But um, that uh, you know, swimming kind of falls under the radar, doesn't it? And it flies under the radar. Sure it does. And 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 this is the the ladies finishing up the season. Mm-hmm. Amazing athletes in those pools for those schools. Um, and I know uh the the men's swimming has started considered yes. non contact sport. Yes. So it's not on pause again. They right. are continuing to swim, which is good. I, I'm I'm looking for a positive, Sam. Anywhere I can get it. So anywhere I can get it, I got a lot. I'm still very serious with the governor and Robert Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, serious. and so the the guys are in the pool. They're training. Usually the season is well underway by now with uh-huh. the state finals for the guys. Uh, usually March, you know, the first uh-huh. week in March, and so. Um, how are they going to handle this? I don't know. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to abbreviate the seasons? Now, we going, are we going to get into this schedule now, or do we want to do – what do you want to do? Well, we can we – can, let's, let's preview the um, – Preview yeah, the state can, final game? Let's preview the state final right. game. Let's do our projections, yeah, that, and that's, then we can talk that, about that. See, that's this. the fun stuff. Let's do the fun stuff, and we're at 45. Yes. Um, let's look at this game with Davison, and this is going to be really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. I sent the um, I sent the blog on previewing West Bluefield Davidson. Um, it'll be out to um, to um, Becky. Um, okay. It'll be out, it so that'll be posted on the OrionOnTV.org uh, news feed. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Very good. <laughs> um, but this is going to be a fun game. I mean, defensive. Both these teams are defensive, defensive-minded first teams. When you look at Davison, um, last two games, Davison has allowed only ten points, including mm. last week's twenty-seven to three blowout at Rockford. Where, um, yes. I saw that the score was uh, – uh, that was stunning. Yeah, I mean, it was at Rockford. Yes. My goodness. I mean, D- Rockford came in undefeated, but Davison we know has been undefeated as well. Um, their story this year, um, Brennan Sullivan, their quarterback, enrolled early at Northwestern. So they have a quarterback, a wide receiver turned quarterback in Deion Brown, who's a Wayne State commit. Played every skill position at some time during the season, but especially at wide receiver. Um, he's done a really good job controlling the game, managing the game. Um, he was four, 7 of 14 for 97 yards, had a 31 yard touchdown pass to him, Jalen Flowers. Um, and then they have two very good running backs in him. They have a bruising running back in Carter Kreiderman. Um, and then they have a speed back as well in um, Chavion Warren. So and then let's not forget Davidson has a very good experience offensive line as well. Basically, everybody's back from that team. Um, David, and also on defense, Davidson only had one true um, – they only lost one true guy on that defense, um, but they've managed really well. Yeah. So, so uh, just to you, back up a second, so did Davidson lost some players to early enrollment? Are they still – Sullivan. Brennan Sullivan. Okay, so he did he leave. So he did go. Yeah, he did leave. He so did move it, right now. Wow. So that that is do you think that could be a sticking point because West Bloomfield has their full complement of stars coming in? Uh Davison's done a very good job proving doubters wrong that this was this is not a one trick, one guy one guy team. I mean, yeah. you look at I I saw them against nobody Detroit Catholic Central and they look they look very good. They they look very good and they, their defense is absolutely nasty. I mean, Harry Unker is an Air Force commit oh. going there. And what he's done at linebacker. I mean, Will Watkins has been very good at defensive end. He had two picks last week against Rockford, including one where he where he caught where he caught the where he tipped the ball and the ball batted down was batted right goes right into his hands for a touchdown against Rockford. <laughs> and so Davison's defense is absolutely nasty. They are absolutely nasty. This is a very good defense that um that they're going up against. Um, and they got a good. I mean, their offense has been going along. I mean, I know Coach Jacob Bligler is very well. Um, and Davison, you know, this is a very good football team. I mean, there's no doubt. But I'm I am concerned though that this team has not been tested. Mm. And here's a little side note here. Here's a little side note here. Yes is the first meeting between these two teams. But really? they met in junior yes. But they met in junior varsity football this season when they went to Davison. You know, West Bloomfield's J V went to Davison to take on the Cardinals in J V football a- action. You know, so but that had, these programs, I mean, it's amazing they they're so close and haven't played mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Not even well, like in an out, out of conference game or a, a, mm-hmm. a playoff matchup. I mean, I, I, they, that's crazy. That's a, it is crazy. After all these years and the quality of programs these guys are throwing out there that they haven't met up once. Yeah, I mean, this is the first meeting. I mean, like West Bloomfield and Davison, they're they they're they're close. You know, I mean, they could. I mean, they're they're close. I mean, like you know, West Bloomfield for them. I mean, they go to Lake Orion, Clarks, yeah. and Oxford. I mean, like, you know, and, um, you know, and I, this is a very interesting matchup for me because, yeah. you know, both these two teams I know very well. Um, so, oh, you broke up there for a second, Sam. The, um, okay. So the my thing is, okay, good defense or stellar defense versus good defense. Yes. Do, do you have – do you see – West Bloomfield running into issues if um, they make them one-dimensional. 
They're going to have to throw against Davison. They're going to have to balance it out because I know Davison's going to be paying a lot of attention on Donovan Edwards, obviously. As everybody does. As everybody. But I think the key in this game is going to be Alex Short. Again, if Short balances it out, you know, if he can if he can play with – um, if he like he did against Belleville, you know, manage the game, make timely plays when needed. Um, you got a good offensive line to help you against a very physical and very talented Davidson defense. Um, but you just got to make plays. Don't make mistakes. Play mistake-free football. If they do that, I think West Bluefield is going to be well be in this game. I mean, Davidson, I know, has got a lot of experience, um, which is going to be very interesting. Of course, um, West Bluefield, let's not forget their coaching staff's been here as well. Um so it's going to be really, it's going to be a really fun game over there on Saturday afternoon at Adam Ford Field. What is the mix of um, the offensive setup? We talked about their defense. What's the offensive mix? Are they kind of a 50-50 run pass? Is it run? They're 50-50 run, is it run, run pass. Yeah, they're 50-50 run pass. They still run the um, RPO offense over there at Davidson. Um, they will, they have a very good power back in Carter Kreiman. Um, they have a very good speed back in Tavion Warren. Um, you know, and, and what's Jaylen the receiving Fowler's, core like? Jalen Fowler's at wide receiver, Clark Hamilton at wide receiver, and I'm secondary. Um, Incapable. Going up, I mean, they're going up against some um, really good DBs that West Movie has with Maxwell Hurston um, um, and company. Um, Davidson's got a very good receiving core, um, and bright, and um, and their quarterback, um, Deion Browns, was a wide receiver for a time. But he's done a very good job of um, taking over the reins for Brennan Sullivan. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really <laughs> interesting. It's gonna be really interesting. I mean, this has you know? a uh, another low score written all over it, doesn't it? It does. Um, but the but Davison has not seen a player like Donovan Edwards though, which could benefit in the West Bloomby's advantage. I mean, if Edwards plays like a man possessed in this game. There, he can carry a team by himself. That's obvious. Um, so, but the key for West Bluefield is going to be is you got to make sure, you know, Davison and Belver are two different teams. So you're going to have to be a you're going to have to be physical with Davison. I know Davison's physical. Um, <laughs> you got to use what got you the dance. I mean, athletically, yeah. favors West Bluefield. Physicality favors Davison. Now, what helps West Bloomfield is that they played against schools that are similar to Davison, like Lake Orion, Oxford, and Corkston, um, which should help them in their, um, which should help them in that matchup with them, um, Davison. Um, Davison, of course, you know, I'm, I mean, playing Rockford last week really, you know, I think it's going to get them prepared for this game, but mm. I'm not sure if they've seen the athleticism that they're going to see with West Bloomfield, though. So that makes it up to be a really interesting football game between those two teams. <laughs> All right. It's it's time to uh, step up and make that pick. I think last week uh, you and I were both pretty pretty darn close. Uh, we were one and one. I know, both but, but with calling the uh, how the games were kind of going to unfold, I didn't see mm -hmm. overtime, but uh, I knew it was going to be close. <laughs> two, with the two heavyweights, and again, here we go. We got two heavyweights going at it again. Defending yep. champ, right? Mm-hmm. So got defending champ versus challenger. Um, I see this game being tight. I see this game being close. <laughs> I just think Donovan Edwards is the difference in this game. Um, I think it's going to be a. But I actually, I'll take that back. Jake Ward is going to win it for West Bluefield. Because I know last year, I know a couple of years ago, Coach Ron Bellamy made a mistake. Made a mistake in, um, you know, going for it on that fourth down against yes. Clarkston, yes. where you where he had a very good field kicker. I don't think he makes a mistake this time around. Jake Ward is going to be. I think he's going to kick the winning field goal. I think it's going to be a 10-7 game. Whoa! And I think West Bloomfield. I think West Bloomfield is going to take home the state championship for the first time ever. Ten to mm -hmm. seven. Yep. Wow. Yep. So it's going to be more of a ball control type game then. 
Absolutely. I think it's going to be an absolute control. Working that clock and uh, avoiding turnovers and first down, Mm -hmm. first down, first down. Try not to make a mistake, right? Yep. That's what I'm looking at. Wow. I I didn't see Um, Mm 10-7. I was thinking more of uh, 21-17. I was also thinking field goal. Well, both defenses are very good too. So. They, they are, and but the offenses can do damage as well, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking more twenty-one seventeen West Bloomfield again. I, I had it, I had it written down uh, before mm-hmm. you even said it. I think it comes down to a field goal, and West Bloomfield goes away with a W. I agree with you there. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun game. It, at it, absolutely, it's gonna be a fun game. It's, I, and I'm glad these two teams are meeting up. It's. It's um, there's no fluke that they're here. They've been solid all season long and Mm -hmm. uh, you have talent on both sides. You got name recognition, you got coaching, you've got everything you'd want in a D one state final. This is a perfect matchup. This is going to be a fun game. I really do think that it's going to be a really fun game. You don't see a three to two again. No, I don't see a three (laughs) to two again. I'd be, I'd be absolutely stunned. If it wasn't three to two, games again. <laughs> I, I mean, think I'm still stunned that that actually happened. I watched that whole game, um, and that that actually happened. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy, but yeah, um, I'm excited for it, and I hope all the listeners are excited for the game. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we wish uh, those guys at West Bloomfield all all luck, and you know, both teams to be healthy and safe. And uh-huh. going into the game and coming out of the game. It's uh, that's what's yes. that's what's important. It is very important for everybody here. Um, you know, and then of course the um the fact that um, you know, we at least we're getting some sports back, which is um yeah. a positive. Of course, the non contact sports are um are coming back, but I'm still a little disturbed about the um about the contact sports still being um Pause for two more weeks. Yeah. Still a little disturbed about that. Yeah, that was kind of a that, well. that was out of the blue. We got our schedules up uh, and modified here in Lake Orient for coverage for on TV to go out there, and then mm-hmm. we were throwing that curveball, and they said it's another two week delay for the contact sports. Um, I mean, the state must have saw something or whatever. I don't. I'm not sure why. Um, I don't understand why either. I mean, like and. To me, you know, I, was it I I, the only thing I can think of, Sammy? Sorry to cut you off. Is is the new variant of COVID poking its ugly head? You know, here in Michigan, it is here, and so there, is, and but... so that's that is the only real new modifier that's kind of rolling around that uh, would have caused them to delay it. But uh, we do know that February first, the first week of February, they're going to have um, practice begins again. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're... I mean, like the contact sports can have practice. Okay, good. But, but that's but, the first um, week but, of competition. Right, the first week competition is February, up uh, February fourth for basketball. Um, a little later for wrestling, and then cheer will be underway on February first as well. All right. Um, let, that's the hope. I mean, now, if I'm Whitmer and Gordon, you know what I mean. The thing here is this. I mean, like you've already done this to these kids twice. You've done this to them twice. Yeah, you know, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. You, we've we've gone over this a thousand times. I know your position. I'm sure all the listeners know. And I wrote a column on it. Yeah, and you know, again, I, I'm ho- they obviously have the the safety and health of these athletes in mind when they come up with these decisions. I just find it odd that you you make a decision and then you go back on it uh, a week later. Um, it just mm-hmm. kind of throws. Throws you off a little bit, but I understand, you know, why they may be doing it. Um, it's coming. There's at least a schedule in the past. We didn't even have a time frame. So, well, do you, yeah, hey, we've had, a, we've had a time frame for, you know, the MHA put times. Um, I know the MHA, in my opinion, I know they got to be held accountable too. I mean, for false hope for these kids. I mean, like, but, you know, it's Whitmer Gordon that um, basically are saying, okay, let's do it, extend another two weeks, another two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, when's enough, enough. Well, uh, we'll have to leave it there, Sam. Uh, yeah. Hey, we'll see you next week, yeah? Yep. Take Enjo- care, Ian. Take it easy, buddy. We'll see you next week. Sammy Taramina. Yep. And uh, that's it for this edition of OA Now. The views on the show are Sammy and mine alone. 
The show is produced by Sammy Taramina here at ONTV. Turn on those games. One more game. Cheering on the uh, the Lakers West Bloomfield. One more. And then we'll have some more information about the fall sports. That's it. We'll see you next week. See ya.